I remember my heart pounding in my chest. And I remember the gritty feeling on my toes as my feet gripped the diving board. I was six or seven in the YMCA class trying to graduate from minnow to whale. And to do this, I had to jump off the diving board. Now, this was just the low diving board, and I was only three or four feet above the water. But I was terrified to jump. The water would be cold, and it might sting my skin, and what if somehow I did a belly flop? And it really hurt. I knew I would go down into the water, but would I flail? And then when I came up, would I be able to make it to the edge of the pool? I was so scared. And I've thought about Jesus standing by the edge of the Jordan River on the banks there waiting in line with all of those people, and I wondered, was he even just a little afraid? Now, John the Baptist is scary enough to put the fear of God in anyone, preaching his fire and brimstone sermon, repent. Turn your life around. God is coming. The judgment day is upon you, and you'd better get your life right. John said someone was coming who was more powerful than he who would baptize with fire. And John was convinced that Jesus was the one who was going to baptize with fire. Change your ways. And there was this buzz in the air of this pregnant sense of God was going to be doing something and people had better get ready. And this palpable yearning as soldiers came to be baptized. Soldiers who probably wanted to be home rather than being an occupying force in Israel. And there were tax collectors and Pharisees, the people in power who John the Baptist called snakes and sons of snakes. And there were poor people. And it is this tension which Jesus comes to John. And John knows that Jesus needs no repentance. Jesus doesn't need to go down into the water. And John would stop him. It's just not right. But Jesus, far from hesitating, insists that it is right. It is right for him to enter into the watery chaos of sin and expectation, the death and the evil, the mud, the illness, the struggle, the violence, 
the hatred, the ignorance, the wanting, the longing of the human condition. And Jesus jumps in. And when he rises from the water, love pours out from heaven. You are my son. I love you. With you I am so pleased. Jesus goes down into that muck and mud of humanity. God is truly with us. Christ is one of us. And as that grace and that love pours out of heaven, it is on Jesus as all of God's children, all of humanity. And God claims us as beloved children as well. In the baptism of Jesus Christ, God and humanity are one, and we are one. As many of you were clothed and baptized in Christ, you have been clothed with Christ. There are no longer Jew or Greek. There is no longer slave or free. There is no longer male and female, for all of you are one in Jesus Christ. In studying for this sermon, in our brainstorming session with staff, we started wondering about the segregated pools in Washington, D.C. back in the middle of the 20th century when pools were segregated. The city built some beautiful pools, swimming pools, and there were four pools for white people and there were two pools for black people, and these were state-of-the-art swimming pools. But separate is not equal, and so swimming pools were desegregated. And what happened was that many white people left to the suburbs and built their own pools. We remained segregated. And there are reasons for this which our unconscious bias person talked to us about because of the fear that our brains are just wired to be with those who are familiar to us, those who look like us, who think like us, who were raised like we were raised. And it's not that we are there's something wrong with us. It's the way we were made. It's how we have survived. And we swim still in our own pools. We swim in our own circles. We watch different cable news. We get our news from different sources. We live in neighborhoods and parts of the nation where people generally think like we do. It's comfortable to be with those who share our beliefs and convictions and the way that we see the world. And in this primitive level of thinking, 
we are more comfortable. But as Christian people who have been baptized, we are called to take a breath, to pause, and to consciously choose to live at a higher level. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. For fear has to do with anger and punishment. And whoever fears has not reached mature love. We love because God first loved us. Those who say, I love God, and do not love their brothers or sisters are not truth-tellers. For those who do not love a brother or sister whom they have seen cannot love God whom they have not seen. The commandment we have from God is this. Those who love God must love their brothers and sisters also. So we are called to jump into the water with those who are different and unfamiliar to us. We are called, like Jesus, to jump into the pool with those who think differently than we do. We are called to jump in with the hungry and the powerful and the powerless in all of the complicated and uncomfortable situations and circumstances that result. We are to do this as our witness of Christ's reconciliation of the world. On June 18, 1964, People jumped into the swimming pool at the Monson Motor Lodge in Augusta, Florida. It was a whites-only pool, as all the swimming pools at hotels and motels were at that time. But Martin Luther King Jr. organized a protest where white kids and black kids would all just jump into the pool and go swimming together. Well, they did. But the owner of that hotel became afraid of what was happening and he poured some acid in the water to try and get those kids out of the water. And the next day the Civil Rights Act was approved after an 83 day filibuster in the Senate. might not have happened had those kids not jumped into the pool all together. I was so struck by a story about the two men who met at a rally last year. And you know the moment the violent moment when one of them was yelling protest and the other knocked him to the ground. The men were John McGraw and Rakeem Lamar. And they lived in different parts of the same city, each man struggling with poverty, both of them so poor and struggling. And both of them impacted by bias. 
and all the pain and ugliness and the fear and the shame and the anger that was poured out on each of them in that nine months after that incident impacted them. And they met in court for the first time after nine months. It was not a perfect meeting. But meet they did. And standing before the judge, McGraw trembled. And he told the judge that he hated what he did. And the judge said, say that to this man. And McGraw looked at Rakeem Lamar and said, I hate what I did worse than anything else in the world. And then he said, you and me, we've got to heal our country. And we can't let any one or anything come between us. And after a long moment, Lamar said, All right, man. And he reached out just to pat McGraw on the shoulder. And it became a handshake and then an embrace. And the next day, McGraw called. Lamar on the phone just to say I really mean it we got to be in this together Lamar hung up the phone and before he did he said I really appreciate your phone call to have the courage that if we don't jump into the pools of those who are different, we've got to have the courage to wade and to believe that all of God's people are beloved sons and daughters and that reconciliation is not only possible but necessary. We get this courage by being strong together. And we get this courage by being strong together at church. By remembering that we have been baptized in Jesus Christ and made one with God who is love and one another. We get strong by praying together as we have the opportunity this afternoon where we just be together and ask God for healing and peace. We get stronger by learning together in our season of justice, of living Christ's welcome, where we meet the stranger and the immigrant. And we talk honestly with the friend, the foe, the one we fear. We woke up 
one morning to discover just how differently we view the world, how separated we are. And it may be with people in the Midwest, but it also may be with the people with whom we share our pews. We must not be afraid to speak honestly with one another. My friends, we're all in the same pool. Ultimately, we're all in this together. I think back to that diving board and my pounding heart when I was scared out of my wits and unable to move and my teacher from the YMCA who finally held out his arms and said, jump, it will be okay. And I jumped and the water stung my skin and it was cold and I went down and I came up and I took a deep breath and I swam to the other side. Thanks be to God. Amen.